0: it's it it's gonna be really hard <laughs> it's gonna be really hard <laughs> interviewing you guys because i've known you for for so long i find nah,
1: i feel like it should be easier like you're to someone that you already know yeah
0: so uh i'm just gonna start right now i guess uh hey guys and welcome to episode two of living in ignorance uh i'm your host alex Davino. uh as you know um and please welcome onto the show. I was gonna say onto the stage because of Clubhouse, <laughs> but please welcome onto the show, uh, Mixed Tapper and uh, uh, Kofi. How do you say your name? Poku. Poku. All
1: right. Or Hello BJ. there.
0: Either one. Okay. Uh, Jordan. I've I've known I've known these guys for a while. Um, since high school, in fact. Carlson's actually since elementary school. Yes. Um, sir. I wanted to bring them on because they're both uh, underground. Well, Carlston is an underground producer and Mixed Tapper Jordan is a uh, underground artist in the city of Toronto. And that's a, like a rap artist in the city of Toronto. Uh, so I wanted to bring them on and discuss like what it's like going through the motions rather um, of trying to develop their brand and like their um, career. Um so you guys just want to introduce yourself real quick?
2: Yeah man, I I guess I'll go first. Um my name is Jordan. Um my recording my artist name is Mix Tapper. Uh I've been professionally professionally recording music since 2018. Uh, prior to I've been doing music for a while, but I didn't really actually start investing in myself until 2018. So um yeah, and since since that year alone I've feel like I've grown a lot in terms of understanding, um, what it really takes to be a recording artist in the sense of branding, in the sense of just understanding the market. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's a little bit about me. Um, I'll pass it over to Poku.
1: Yo, so, um, my name's Kofi, producer name, PXKU, Poku or PK, I go by a couple of names, And um, I've been professionally producing since 2018. I'm pushing up on my three-year mark in July. And uh, yeah, I produce hip-hop, R&B. I do a little bit soul here and there, but like my main focus is mainly hip-hop. And uh, yeah, that that's basically me. That's PK.
0: Yes, sir. First question I want to ask you guys is like, what's your writing process like uh how do you or not even writing process like how do you record your songs um and how how has the pandemic really shifted the way you kind of do that well like
2: for me personally um at least the studio i work out of it doesn't really matter um whether the world is open or closed we still they're still trying to get work in. um I'm a mix. Um, I have enough gear to record at home. Um, But at the same time, I prefer a lot of times to actually uh, go to the studio just because it's an atmosphere uh, thing. And um, when you're doing it at home, it's a little different. It's kind of laid back. So a lot of times I'll do demos at home, but sometimes the demos at home will be better than the home, the studio recording. So I'll just leave it at that. And a lot of times when people hear the songs, they don't, hear the difference so um the pandemic hasn't really affected much other than um it, it did affect my workflow in a sense of me taking it slow and just me figuring out like what do you really want to do here because my regular plan was to like all right keep dropping music put out an album put out another album put out another album and just cross fingers and hope something works um but that's not the smartest way to go about it especially because of how expensive it is so the way i saw it was when the pandemic hit it forced me to kind of sit down and think all right what do you want to do because you really can't afford to do another album so how are you going to go about um getting to your goal and um in simpler terms i just focus on doing things song one song at a time and that's where we are right now so all of 2020, I just released one song at a time. I did the politics freestyle. I did uh, Tints. I did Desperado. And um, that allowed me to put more traction to myself than if I were to put all those songs in one project, and drop it just in January. Um, it allows you to spread out the workflow. So um, yeah, um, the pandemic really allowed me to just kind of just move smarter and just understand, um, think about these things and how do I carry my brand and how do I just carry out a rollout? Um,
0: yeah <laughs> what about you Carlson? or sorry if if you guys hear me call him Carlston over the um over the next hour or so I grew up with him uh and I grew up calling him Carlston because that's what he went by in uh in elementary and high school yeah so, even uh, for,
2: for yeah even for me like if you call me Jordan that's cool. I don't usually I, I'll I have a crazy story I'll break down later, but I've gotten into trouble just for an, saying my name is Jordan. You know, so, <laughs> so if you want to call me Jordan or whatever, mixed habit, it's cool with me. I don't, I don't really mind.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, really govies. I respect it though.
2: <laughs>
0: Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey man, it's just light. So, um, fam. So during the pandemic, honestly, I've had to really slow down my pacing because like before the pandemic happened, so, just every week, studio session, cook up at studio session, record something, and on to the next. And like the pandemic really put everything into perspective. Like I had to really slow down and see what I'm doing, see where all my beats are going. Cause like you can make a thousand beats, but like if you don't have a way to shop it to people properly, it's not gonna go anywhere. That's facts. So, during the pandemic, I had to just refocus myself and just, like, focus on artists that I want to work with and, like, people that are actually serious about what they're trying to do. So that, like, the beats I make are actually doing something outside. Like, I'm actually trying to build a name, build my brand up by doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, How how do each one of you go about like is there any like uh like software that you guys use uh or like for jordan like what's your like how do you go about writing um do you just get inspired one day um,
2: um yeah um that's basically how it is sometimes like i i am um, a lot of times i feel inspired like i'll hear a flow or i'll hear i'll be in the mood where i'll be like yo i feel like i'm the shit right now and i'll write bars and then a lot of times i'll um feel like I'm feeling swaggy and you know, I'll just like kind of write like more swaggy kind of flows. There a lot of times I just don't feel like writing at all, but I'll force myself to kind of write because, um, uh, there's this idea where people say form follows function. Um, but someone else once said, I don't remember who, but whatever, but I once heard where it's actually the other way around where function follows flow. Um, you kind of, if you forcing yourself to actually get to work every day, um, creates that template for yourself where you're not, you're no longer, um, waiting on inspiration to allow you to work. Instead, you're, uh, focused on kind of your discipline and your momentum where it's like, I'm going to write something today, regardless if it sucks or not, it's part of the discipline. So, um, for me, that's how I've been looking at it. Um, I slowly just been creeping into that because a lot of times I wait for inspiration, but I'm just trying not to, because I find myself where I'll just stop, not write for months, um, and then come back, and my flow still sounds like it did the way it did last year, you know. So there's not enough growth when I kind of take breaks. So I just been trying to kind of be more consistent.
0: Yeah, I guess I can kind of equate that to like going to the gym. Like exactly, um, yeah. Like it, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just about setting it in your routine, and even if when you don't want to go, you still go, you know. Um, yeah, which I'm I'm trying to do the same thing with the podcast. So what about you, Carlston? What is there any like? Uh, I know you introduced me to FL Studio, but is there anything else that you uh, generally use for producing?
1: No, I just straight up FL Studio. I've learned how to navigate around Logic as well, which is like a Apple type version of FL. It's like they're extremely similar, but they're different in the interface. And I've also learned how to use Pro Tools. is meant for mixing because I'm also trying to learn how to become a mix engineer.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And even for, even for, sorry, I even forgot to mention what I even use. Um, I use Logic Pro when I'm, when I'm recording stuff at home, I I use Logic Pro. Um, I record off of my Apollo uh, Twin um, interface. So that has another software comes with itself where I use that too. Um, In terms of writing songs, I just use the Apple notepad. Just, I just type everything out 100%, just type it. Cause it's just more convenient to have it on your phone and have it in the cloud then. Yeah. Oh, got
1: uh, flex on us real quick
2: with the Apollo <laughs> twin.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So I don't know if it's a flex or not, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's actually pretty dope. Like it's, it's a little, it's an interface, but like the way it, it makes you feel like you're in like a real studio, wherever you are. Like if you just have a desk, and nothing on the desk and you just put an apollo interface you're just like oh shit like i'm really i'm <laughs> really know? up yeah i'm really up like in, my, uh, yeah it turns, my, in, it
0: turns into a box with soundproof walls <laughs> like, exactly yo <laughs> as we speak my
2: left hand is on the interface because it just feels like that's just, it just feels good
0: <laughs> just
2: caressing it yeah <laughs> yeah but it's cool um that was the coolest investment i ever got because um it it brings more power to the to your computer audio. So even if I'm just playing music on my laptop, it brings the audio through the speakers cleaner. So I really enjoy it even if it's not always recording, if I'm just listening to music, it's just I I think it's really cool. I highly recommend it for for anybody. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh
0: what about uh for like workflow wise, are there any like people that you guys go to specifically to like draw inspiration out of or like, or artists or um, w- like whatever, like whether it's like people in your actual lives or like people uh, on the internet, is there anybody that you go to where you can like go and you kind of ignite that inspiration? Cause I know yeah. I have a lot of people that I do.
2: that. Yeah, absolutely. People. At least for, for me. Okay. Right now um, I'm going straight to Poku for inspiration because, uh, him and I've been doing this thing where we're just, um, we hop on a zoom call. Um, we use my student account so that it's, the call doesn't drop automatically. You know, zoom gives you that 40 minute limit bullshit, but we hop on that shit and, um, he'll produce the track right in front of me with FL studio, just on the screen record. Um, and we'll pretty much, build the record from there. And it's basically like a virtual studio session. And then he'll export it, send it to me. And now it's like, all right, now I have work to, I got homework to do now because now we have the beats. Now I need to go work on them. I need to go write on them. So the next time I go to the studio, I have them ready to go. Um, yeah. Um, in terms of, aside from production, uh, I look at the people around me. Um, I look at, um, anybody else from ATE Ambi or L E Banco, um, our conversations we have daily about where we're trying to take things that inspires me a lot with, um, not only the workflow, but the content in terms of what do I want to be saying in these records? So, um, yeah, it's, I really, I really look to like the people around me, like in my immediate circle and what they're doing. Um, and that inspires me to be like, all right, I got to go harder. Even, even including you, Alex, even seeing what you do when you, um, have the podcast going. I look and it, It's like, all right, shit, I gotta, I gotta get going. You know, I gotta get to work cause he's out working, you know? So <laughs> that's the way I see it. It's just definitely just pulling beams of inspiration, inspiration from, um, everyone around you. And as long as you keep that niche, that niche where everyone around you is kind of doing something and getting shit going, you're not gonna fall behind because you're gonna feel like, Oh shoot, I gotta, I gotta keep it moving.
0: Yeah. I've, I've definitely, uh, it definitely goes both ways because I've I've actually talked about it in the podcast before where like I see you or even Carlston or George or any of our close group of friends doing stuff and I'm like shit like they're going to be they're going to leave me in the dust if I don't like get off my ass and do stuff right now so it kind of kind of guilts me into doing <laughs> shit right which I love. Um,
2: that's how I feel right now with the gym like I'm just waiting for the gyms to open back up. Oh I've been man, running but here. like it's not enough, you know what I mean? I feel like it got boring. In the sense where it's like, all right, I wanna I wanna I wanna do the gym stuff too. I wanna do the weightlifting and whatnot. So I'm as soon as gyms are open, man, I'm not gonna take that shit for granted ever again. I promise. I'm start
1: abusing it, bro.
2: Yo, twice a day.
1: <laughs>
0: twice a day, man, for three up. hours.
2: <laughs> yo,
1: I was walking
0: good. up a busted leg. It's good. still going work out. Come in like Kobe at like 5 o'clock in the morning.
2: 5 a.m. Yo, I have his book right here. And that, that scared me when he said like, yo, like he did this. He figured out this uh, equation where if he does this, that leaves him an extra hour in the morning to get in a third workout for the day.
0: It's like, yo, <laughs> this guy's <is>
2: insane. Rest <laughs> in peace, Kobe.
0: <laughs> what about you, Carlson? Is there any, uh, I guess, it, would it be like the same thing? Or, it, uh, you know, like understand. it's
1: similar. Cause like I've worked closely with uh, me to eat and uh, another collective called Relax Toronto. And like, just like seeing them, seeing both groups like do their own thing and like just trying to get to a higher level. It just keeps pushing me, but like music-wise, I I really just listen to everything. But my go-to producers for inspiration are Pierre Bourne, Cardo Got Wings, and Wonder Girl, cause their stuff always slaps and like they never miss.
2: They never miss. Yeah, I, I, I kind of
0: uh, I kind of what's the word for it? I kind I kind of admire the producer role in the in the game or in the industry because i feel like when it comes to groups especially underground groups like you guys everyone's kind of so um so far apart and the producer is the kind of person that brings those people together you know um we the glue exactly yeah
2: absolutely because like <laughs> like if you there's a lot of people who might not like i'll give you an example for me like um it wasn't until this um, this month where I finished school and I was like, all right, now I kind of want to, I kind of want to basically work with more artists. So um, it would be through Poku where I would be like, yo, um, I want to work with this artist. Um, I see like you have him on his beat. Like right now I'm trying to, me and um, NC Capital are trying to get something in just because uh, conflict of interest we both want the same beat you know what i mean so it's like all right let's both hop on the same beat so that's a perfect example of how like producers could really like tie that notch in between um artists and really make those connections
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i wanted to touch on something uh what's what's your guys schedule like like i know uh, both of you are in school just finished actually actually jordan just graduated um congratulations to him uh, Thank you, man. And Carlson just finished his third year as well, so that's great for him so, as so well. Second year, I'm oh, jumping second. to
1: my third right now. Yeah.
0: Um, what what's your guy's schedules like? Um, doing rap, uh, or producing at night, and I guess going to school or uh, going to work during the day. I mean, I mean, okay, for me, um,
2: for me now that I'm finished school. I'm, I'm in a weird predicament. Well, I wouldn't call it a predicament, but it's just like, wow, I got a lot of time on my hands now because I was working. Um, I'm still working a part-time job. So even while working, it's still like, I still have a lot of time on my hands. So my biggest focus right now is to try and basically um, increase my um, income so that I could use to reinvest into the uh, marketing of the music and the production of the music. So right now my focus is to try and get a second job or, um a job with just anything man anything just to increase the income um after that in a sense um i usually write songs and during the in-betweens whether it's i'm on break or um i'm taking a shit or a lot of times actually where i'm taking a (laughs) shit is where the crazy (laughs) songs come from
1: yeah that sounds super (laughs) casually.
2: Yeah, yo. When when you're taking a shit, you get all the craziest ideas. You get all your best shit. Like I'm pretty sure like you cooking up
1: on the toilet too.
2: Yeah, if I go on my iTunes right now and I look at the songs I have out, I'm pretty sure half of them I wrote while taking a shit. Absolutely, because oh, when you're taking a shit, there's nothing to really do. You know, you're just taking a shit. You're just gonna go on Instagram or go on YouTube or whatnot. But oh,
0: it's not sometimes you're just there, he's like, writing. It's the
2: best time yeah. of the day, man.
0: When I just get it, get time to myself on the shitter. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, when you're
1: on the toilet, it's crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if you're on your bed, you're gonna watch TV. If you're gonna, you know, what I mean, if you're in the kitchen, you're gonna like eat something. Whatnot. But when you're taking a shit, you're just it's just you and your phone. So a lot of times (laughs) if Poku sends me a beat, I'm most likely taking a shit while I'm actually
0: writing it. You heard it here. here. You, you heard it here, <laughs> folks. Shit inspires art and art inspires shit. Absolutely, yo. Yo, whenever
1: during raps, I'm going to shun these niggas. He means it literally. I fast. mean it. <laughs>
0: he- <laughs> if I
1: just go look at
2: the camera,
0: I'm dead ass. <laughs> <up>, i <I'm> serious. <laughs> it's like Young Thug Song, I'm a skeet on a whatever. I'm a speed up. <laughs> Uh,
2: me, bro. Yeah, yo, but but uh, definitely it like <laughs> you have to find those in betweens where it's like, all right, let me. I'm not doing anything right now. Let me just, even if it's just a lot of times, I'll even just contribute one line. Like I'll just go open the note, open the song, and I'll just put one bar, and then I'll just go on about my day because it just contributes. You know what I mean? And then you come back and read it later, and it's like, yeah, you know how this flows. um But I I feel like the best time where I write my songs is when I'm taking a shit. Preferably right before I leave for work. That's when it's like, ah, yo, this is flowing. This That's is flowing. Golden hour. Yeah, golden hours.
0: <laughs> Enough about me. I, I said too I much. <laughs> like... What about you, Carlston? Do you also uh you bring your computer to the toilet and you uh write your do your beats <laughs> on the shitter or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yo. yo, no, I can't with this guy, bro. Yo, so the way I work, as soon as it hits 12, I turn on the red LED lights in my room. I put on my hoodie, and I start cooking up.
2: Oh, you're that just, kind of girl.
1: I don't know why, but <laughs> as soon as it's nighttime, and like you have that, that dark red light going.
2: The freaks come out at night.
1: Like that darkness within you, that motion, <laughs> the rawness. You just let that out.
2: Hey, yo. yo, why is he? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you could have said any other adjective. We did not need rawness.
0: <laughs> hey, yo. You could have said any other activity. We didn't need to hear shit. <laughs> they need, they need <laughs> the truth.
2: They need the truth. <laughs> but,
1: but, yo, I work best at night if I'm alone. But, like, if I'm working with other artists, it's like evening time or whenever we can get working, we're going to work.
0: And how do you yeah. how do you find that like uh, that work work I guess uh, work school work life balance kind of thing?
1: Oof. I'll be real. I'm like I'd be falling behind in school because of music, like, bro. Whenever I get inspired, like I gotta get it out. I like <laughs> I'll I'll be trying to study it, and I'll get an idea. I'll be like, I gotta I gotta do this real quick.
2: Bro, in the dead center of, um, when I was at, uh, York university, um, those were some, those were like, it was my first second year was like a really depressing time because, um, g- like your first year at university, a lot of people are doing, um, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, those activities, uh, frosh. Yeah. Like a lot of people are doing those frosh events and whatnot, and I never got to go to any of them, um, So because another reason why I couldn't, every time there was an event, I had work right after class. So like I would be at school for five hours and then take the bus. I didn't drive back then. So I'll take the packed ass bus filled with sweaty, sweaty dudes and make it to uh, my job and just work for another five hours, go home. And it's like, all right, I got class tomorrow morning too. So it was such a depressing time and it was... it was uninspiring, but inspiring at the same time, because um, in the back of my head, I would always just think like, yo, like if you don't want to live this life, you got to bust ass on the hustle that you're hustling so that it's worth it. You know what I mean? So it it was very depressing, at least for me when I was in that era. So like, I don't know, man, I like I, I best wishes to you, Poku, because honestly, it was terrible for me.
1: <laughs> nah, bro. That first year was just stress because sure during the second half of that first year there was a strike.
0: Oh yeah You're
1: going your uh, on strike too yeah, yeah. Damn, that messed me that messed me up so bad fam
2: I dropped out because of that strike that strike was Yo, violent
1: I wanted to be you at that point bro I I, I <laughs> shouldn't have went back
2: that like, that strike honestly uh, what year was that
1: bro that was I think it was the second year for you or the third one
0: Nah, that was first year for all of us. Oh
1: no, York had two.
0: Did they? Oh. Damn. Lucky them. Like honestly, like <laughs> I,
2: a I lot remember of drugs on that
0: strike, man.
1: <laughs> Yo, tell me about it, bro.
2: I don't remember, man. Like I don't remember all I I do remember thinking in my head, man, I got a lot of time now. Like this is what I wanted. I wanted I I I said fuck school. And then school said, All right. And they backed off. And now I was just like, okay, now what? You know? I just don't remember what I did during the strike, I'll be honest.
0: See, these guys were out here being like, yo, fuck school. I'm gonna do some like I'm gonna do something with my life during the strike. Me, I was like, Yeah, fuck school, I'm gonna do drugs. (laughs) Give me (laughs) give me everything. Oh, give yeah, me
2: everything you got
0: yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway getting, getting back to it though is like what's the what's the like vibe you guys want to go for making your songs um is there any artists you guys kind of see yourself emulating
2: honestly like like for me um i'll let poku speak for himself but for me like i want i want to make records that sell. Like, fuck all that other shit. Like, a lot of people make songs that are cool, they're vibey, they're, they're extract, they're, they're uh, you know, trendy or whatnot. I just want to make songs that sell, whether that be a pop song or whether that be um, a pop rap song or a trap song or whatever. I don't really care. I like making the songs that sell because at the end of the day, music is a business. And if you can't sell your music, personally for me, it's just like it would be, yeah, you could live in your own art, but it just happens that my art is also in making that kind of music. So it always it's a different argument for me in comparison to anyone else. Um, but for me, I definitely try emulating myself off the music that's uh, selling right now. So like your little babies, your Drakes and the type of beats they're using and what makes those songs kind of spin so well. And it's the vibe and it's it's not always the lyrics. You realize like a lot of people don't care about the lyrics, you know? So it's just get the vibe down. So now even myself, I find myself in a space as an artist where I'm not going too hard on myself with the lyrics. I'm just going like, Hey, you know, um, let me just, let me just vibe with this one. And then we'll see where it goes. Whereas in 2018, when I actually started rapping, rapping, um, professionally, um, that's when I was just like, um, I was rapping bar for bar. And then even today I can't even listen to my 2018 stuff because I'd be listening to it and it's like, yo, like this kid was violent. Like he was so aggressive for no reason, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I look at people like Drake, I look at people like the little babies, that baby, um, everybody that's up right now, that's really selling. I look at them and I'm like, all right, yeah. But at the same time, not in a sense where I'm trying to sell out. It's just like, um, yeah, I mean I like, wanna, what about yeah. like a
0: like a Kendrick or a J. Because they I mean Exactly. Yeah, look, like those at guys like a, too. There's like a like, Drake and there's like a those guys, you know. Uh um,
2: Yeah. Well the thing is the thing is those guys those guys can sell right now, but that's because they went through that phase where they had to play all the games, right? If you go through J. Cole's first um first uh label, major label album, um that's you have those records. Right? Yeah. No no um uh what's the one yeah sideline story where you have tracks like workout and you have like those kind of like club records you know or if you listen to kendrick lamar even kendrick kendrick's uh um not section 80 but uh good kid mad city um as intricate as that album is there's still at least one two songs that you can play in the club right so it's like they they played their game they played the game they didn't just say, I'm going to just kind of just be intricate. It's like, I'm going to keep my style, but I'm going to also kind of cater to what needs to sell. So because they played that game and they, um, kept that authenticity throughout their brand. Now they're in a position where look, J Cole can just come out and say, yeah, I'm going to drop an album next week. No promo. I don't have to go do no radio. I don't have to do any of the gimmicks to really sell an album. I could just say I'm dropping it and you guys are going to buy it and boom, 300,000 sales first week off nothing. Yeah.
0: I I, I guess the question that I'm really trying to ask is like, do you want your, do you want your voice and your songs to uh, have an underlying message in them? Or do you want them just to sell? Um, like, do you want to tell a story with everything that you put out? Or do you just want to make like bangers, you know, which like, there's honestly no uh, issue with either one. Yeah. For me, I want to be a bit of both
2: in a sense where, um, when you hear me, you hear that this kid is the bridge between, um, cause, um, it's funny you bring up J Cole and Kendrick, but a lot of people, they put that argument where it's like, it's either Kendrick and J Cole versus little baby and young thug. You know what I mean? It's like two different sides of the spectrum, but, um, I see myself as a sense where, um, I make music to try and be that bridge where it's like, this kid can flow. He has those vibes where it's like, it's the new sound, but if he really wants to, he can get down to it and really um, drop some kind of shit that's really like sentimental. So to answer that, like I kind of, I want to, I want to be seen as both where this kid isn't like a cypher head where he's just rapping bar for bar, 24 bars for four minutes. Um, but he's also not going, yeah, 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 yeah. For four minutes either. It's like, blank. Me, baby Drake. yeah, that's why I like with tints. Um, when I did tints, um, it's vibey, but I also have that like eight bar section where I'm just rapping, rapping because it's kind of like a blend. So when people hear it, it's like they think this kid is one kind of artist until you hear that verse, and it's just like, oh, still here after all that. Da, 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 da. It's like, oh, okay, he's really getting to it. So
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And tints is uh, it's probably one of like, gonna be honest, tints is probably my favorite song that you put out. Uh, in the oh, pa- in the you. last couple while, Jordan, uh, and I, I really love one. I I do love everything that you said. I love the the wrapping in it. and I also love the the hook. The hook is just phenomenal in that song. And I think that's where you really um, strive there. Um, Thanks, man. I what, appreciate it. What about you, Carston? Is there um is there like a certain kind of feeling or vibe that you're kind of going for?
1: Yeah. So. Due to me being a Brandon man like, I enjoy music that you can speed to. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like, yo, when I drive, I drive. Like, y'all y'all see me drive. So whenever I get into the studio, I'm just like, is this simple enough for artists to hop on as well as hard enough so that as you're driving, you can go, you can exceed the speed limit and like that's another thing enjoy yourself. like
2: <laughs> like on top of like music sp- like in that sense of conversation music the to speed to like i realized lately i like music also to be in the gym too where it's like the beats are kicking like the beats is like blow your fucking brain out kind of shit where it's like like you know so it's like to flow on those kind of beats also i really like that um that's why i really listen to um dnd by ambi and ld banco i play that in the car when i'm by myself just because it's like when i go for runs i play that song and all that because the energy on that song is just very violent mm-hmm. um just without goes. even saying anything violent it's just you know
0: it's just violent uh Am- ambi in general is uh his flow is very very violent and i really love yeah it. like really uh, aggressive
1: tone to his voice but um Sorry, my bad. Just, just to finish off, finish off what I was saying, yeah. like any type of music I can speak to, I enjoy creating or <laughs> like just anything that can help get emotions out. So like you can be going through something, you can hear a song that I produce and like it'll, like the artists will usually be speaking through you in a way. So like one of the songs on Nomin's NC Capital's project Apollo, like it just talks about hurting the other person in a relationship deeply <laughs> inside.
0: <laughs> oh man! But yeah, it's,
1: I'm just trying to draw emotion whenever
0: I produce. That's good. And
1: like, um,
0: just add bounce. Yeah. So when you're when you guys are like when you guys are trying to sell when you when you put out a song. Or when you're going to put out a song? What's like the what's the process it takes to put that song out, or put that album out, or um, distribute it? Like, what's give me like the the steps in that process? You know.
2: Well, before before um um before I get into that, I will say like one of the most important things artists should. A lot of artists don't really, um, especially local artists, they don't understand is um understand your publishing, understand how royalties work, understand, um, the different ways, uh, you make money from one song. Um, once you do understand that you understand where you got to register your works and whatnot. Right. So, um, at least for me, um, let's say the song is done, mix and master ready to go. Um, I'll upload it to my distributor, which will be DistroKid and a distributor just sends your song out to all the stores. Um, once it's up in, uh, DistroKid, I'll upload the lyrics so that people could follow along to the lyrics and I'll add the metadata. So that's like any information in relation to the song. So who produced it, who mixed it, um, who wrote it and whatnot. Um, once that's up on DistroKid, I'll go to, um, I'll go to, uh, SoCan, uh, which is a performance, right, uh, uh, performing rights agency, um, organization. Um, I use that to register my music, uh, for, um, performing, uh, performing royalties. Um, I'll that it, it's, it's still complicated, honestly. And it's something that I'm still learning and understanding. I don't understand it fully, but I still understand like, all right, this just needs to be done. Cause I have another, um, website I use called song trust that also registers it to other PR, O's. Um, but however, uh, I still do it on both just to be safe, to make sure I'm not missing out on anything. So those, those, um, those organizations just allow me to make sure, all right, um, publishing is covered. Um, I don't make shit off royalties. Like I don't make any money. Like I'm talking like, not even like, like nothing, nothing. Right. But it's important for me. I, it's, I find it very important for me to kind of just understand this stuff because if something does blow up, um, I don't have to be scrambling around for oh man is the publishing what's this and that it's like everything is set I'm good everybody who worked on the song they don't have to come back to me and say anything um Poku we've done work together his publishing is right if the song blows up we don't have to say another word to each other ever again it'll be cool he'll get his check and all that it'll be fine you know <laughs> so um um once that's out um in terms of actually promoting the record I'll be honest um I remember I put out a song. Um, me and Poku put out a song called "Cold" um, last year, and after I think it was the first week it's been out, I saw that shit like barely had like like under fifty plays, and I looked at that and I was like, man, I can't keep doing this. I can't just keep putting out music and just waiting for someone waiting for it to pick up or something. I need to be like. Uh, doing more. So I saw it in a sense where I kind of just tried doing more research and just trying reading more books and whatnot and trying to figure out like, how the fuck do I, um, make sure this never happens again. Um, so now I follow a formula where I do a proper rollout, where the song gets submitted months before it comes out. Um, I try to kind of, uh, I just started submitting, um, getting PR right. And just trying to understand how those things work. Um, And on top of that, what you do after the record is released, um, the 50-50 rule is something I follow. So whatever it costs to make the record, you should be spending it to promote it. So if the song cost me $500 to mix, master, produce, and all that, you should be spending $500 minimum um, in promotion and marketing, um, or else no one else is going to ever hear the song. So um, that's how I kind of go about things. And it's still a learning process, but I'm definitely seeing uh, more fan engagement and improvement than um last year or the year before right so um that's the way i see it. it's just trying to overall just trying to get the streams up right and getting the fan engagement and getting the getting that moving because once that moves it's kind of like an algorithm it just picks it just snowball snowball effects itself right so
0: um yeah and uh you were even telling me about uh like tiktok and that's uh developing into because um i'll let you i'll let you talk about it but yeah the only the only f- yeah yeah no
2: no Uh, like you were saying i was i was paying um i was paying influencers at some point but the only problem with that is um uh tiktok is heavily well just like any other social media platform it's it's um heavily um algorithmic in a sense where a lot of creators on tiktok don't find success outside of tiktok because the algorithm kind of traps them to stay that way. So um I'll give you an example. We um we have a high school friend, a mutual friend, all three of us we know a guy um who uh uh basically made it uh doing it really big in TikTok, you know? So um he's he's doing really well for himself, you know? And um me when I watch from afar, I'm really proud of him, but one thing that I was um, confused about is that how Um, I'm not even, this doesn't even apply to him. It just applies to a lot of influencers that I've noticed this with, but how can someone have like a million likes or a million follows on TikTok, but not even a thousand followers on Instagram or whatnot. And when I did the, when I kind of looked at it, I realized that TikTok will in a sense, shut you down. Um, once they see you're trying to kind of promote something outside of the platform, that's my theory. I don't know if that's, that can be backed up. But that's just what I've noticed in a sense, um, especially for me, because when I first made TikTok and I first put up a video, it got like a thousand views and I didn't follow anybody. I didn't tag anybody, you know, so um, but recently I see like it's kind of going down and I think it's because um, the algorithm starting to understand that I'm not really here to be a TikToker. I'm here to kind of send people somewhere else and that somewhere else is the music, right? Um, so it's, it's a, it's a weird game that I find myself in and I don't know how long I see myself in it for. Um, but the one thing about me is that I could at least sit back and say like, okay, I tried TikTok. Like I didn't ignore it. Like I was ignoring it for the past two years, but at least I didn't ignore it to the fullest. I gave it a try. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's been going for me so far. Mm
0: -hmm. And for Carlson, uh, I just wanted to toss the same question to you. Um, what's it like distributing a, what's it like distributing a song as a producer? Because you're not really in the forefront of distributing that song, I find. It's, it's more the artist taking on a lot of that brunt. Uh, so like if you were the producer's song with Jordan, do you, do you have to pay that $50 with, or the uh, $250 with him to, uh, market that or does he go about it himself and you just kind of are there in the background
1: okay yo so um okay for cold i didn't add any type of investment to that but for a direct deposit i added like i i i helped a little bit with the promo like with finding platforms to promote the song on but like usually like if it's not Jordan, sorry, Mixtapper, or NC Capo, Like I'm just gonna post the song on my IG and then like, just keep it pushing.
2: Yeah, you usually it's it's very it's very common for um producers after they quote unquote make the sale like they have someone who purchased the beat um as long as you get their publishing and get their like songwriting credits like they don't really care what the hell you do with the song right like you might I mean like
1: it gotta be like unless I actually really enjoy the song I'm not really yeah. gonna push it like that.
2: Like some, some artists, um, sorry, some producers like um once you pay for the beat, it's like their ghost. It's like, all right, cool, enjoy it. They don't even care if you even have a final version or anything, or if they never put out the song. It's like it's cool, I still got my three hundred or I still got my my come up, you know.
1: I don't know, I care because like I really enjoy demos. Like receiving demos, that's one of my greatest joys.
0: What, uh, like, what, what do you, what do you enjoy about? And I guess a demo is just um,
1: it's like, yeah. it's like a rough before, like, it's a vocal idea, on one of my, production pieces or one of my, my beat ideas. Okay. So, like, demos are like, fun. Right before the mastering stage.
2: Yeah, demos are fun sometimes. Sometimes the demo is harder than, the actual final track. Sometimes. No, I've never seen that. That, <laughs> that's happened it's to me. Like I have this one song I'm currently working on the demo. I recorded at home and I was like, yo, this is amazing. So I go to the and I record it and I get it back. I'm just like, man, it's just not the same energy. Yet. And even, uh, my next studio session, whenever that might be most likely soon, that's the first song I'm going to work on. It's a song. It's that same song trying to figure out, yo, how do I get this the way I want it? Um, and, a lot of times uh, someone could say, well, you could just take the files from your demo and just mix and master that. But it's it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, nah, man. It's like, when you know, as an artist, when you know you can do better, it's just like, man, I got to figure this shit out. got to figure out how to kind of fix this.
1: Uh, I know it's like some days for some artists it's just like, you can't really get that performance out. And so I just nah. got settled with the demo and then just keep pushing with the demo itself. Sometimes the demo it just it's like, it's just a really quick performance that you can mix and master.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah it's, it's like something it's, you just did. I guess I can kind of relate to that in the, in the podcasting world. Cause some days it's, it's like I arrived to, uh, to even like the, the last ignorance podcast or like thesis. And it's just like, it's not working today. So I, I just have to uh, delay it. Um moving on though uh going to more like uh like goal oriented stuff uh a lot of the conversations i have with both of you are about like your mindset and how your mindset has to be uh in the industry um what's what well we we've already talked about it but I just go over it for cuz it's really interesting to me uh, and i would love if the audience could hear well
2: Um, for me in terms of mindset is, um, I feel like it really comes down to understanding that as an artist or as an, as a producer, you are a business. I know like right now at our age, a lot of people are having fun. A lot of people are seeing this as like a, a cool thing to hop on. Um, it's cool thing to vibe out to do on your spare time. But if you don't see yourself as a business and you don't plan on actually, um, building this as a corporation, then you're going to make it harder for the people who are actually in the room trying to make it serious. And that's happened to me. I've been in many situations where I thought I was working with people who, um, were goal oriented as me. And it's like, oh shit, like this guy's just here for fun, you know? And it's like, oh fuck. So now I'm wasting my time. So I think another thing is like, yeah, once you carry yourself like a business and understand um what needs to be done and how you're going to get it done um you see music completely differently you don't see it as you're just putting tracks out and hoping they blow you see it as all right this will blow if you have the right plan right if if you have a plan in place right like no one no one creates a product and they just put it up on Amazon and just hope it sells right they have commercials um they have all kinds of stuff to kind of get it in the face of people who might find the project might find the product interesting, so that's how you have to see music. Until you get to that position where everything rolls itself out, where you become like a J. Cole and a Kendrick, where it's like, bro, I don't have to do nothing. I'm gonna just make this song. I'm gonna just put it out, and I'm gonna go platinum just because everybody. That's the brand I built. Everyone knows me. If Tesla drops like a, you saw like Tesla put out just a a, a, a whiskey. Was it whiskey? Was it a tequila? They just put out just a tequila, and it just sold out in seconds, and tesla makes cars <laughs> you know but them putting out a whiskey is just like yeah we can we can do that because our brand um we've proven ourselves you know we don't have to really we can do whatever the fuck we want because we're tesla and it's the same thing kendrick could put out a pop song they're even gonna shit on it but it's gonna sell because it's like yo i can do it. well he did he did put it out he did put out a pop record with uh taylor swift and it's oh, like yeah. fuck it i don't care yeah i yeah i even forgot about <laughs> that song it's like fuck it I'm Kendrick Lamar. Like, you know, I built my brand. I've proven myself. I can do whatever I want. And that's currently where Drake is right now, where he's in a position where it's like, I could stop making music right now or I can just have fun.
0: No, he, and that's he, why,
2: I, yeah. He ends relationships and he gets no backlash. <laughs> <laughs> he's no comment. I love Drake. So he,
1: I'll say he can. <laughs> so Drake looks back at his interviews. Matt's going to be like,
2: no comment. I don't. I don't know that man personally. I can't say anything, <laughs> yeah. Drake, if you're hearing this, I would love to work with you.
0: I talk. You know I talk a lot of shit on every single one of my podcasts. I don't know if the the audience that's, is caught. On that's a crazy.
2: Voice. That's another point. You. That's a really good point. Um, since we could usher it into that is that a lot of people don't realize that because you are seeing yourself as a brand, um, as musicians, I see a lot of artists who are way too free on social media in a sense where they just say anything they say anything like there are artists i follow that will just come out and say yo that new drake trash you know and it's like now you kind of just shooting yourself in the foot you don't know what situation you're going to be in five years from now where you're in the studio with drake and drake's like you know i don't want to work for you. you you was talking shit back then because people you, you don't know people you don't you you Celebrities are celebrities but they're regular people and like when you come on social media and act like you know everything about them and then it actually you actually get off social media and you're actually in a room with these people like you're going to shut up you're going to shut up you're going to be like oh fuck like like all everything I'm saying like you got to back up now so it's like and you ruin opportunities for yourself you might not fuck with Tory Lanes and say some crazy shit about Tory Lanes and then you may end up in a situation where you need his manager or you need someone that work with him. It's like, oh, I'm not fucking with you because I remember what you were saying back when Tory was going through this and that. So it's like another thing, because you are carrying yourself as a business, if you understand like, yo, you can't be saying anything and everything, it helps your situation, right? It's better to keep your, like a lot of the stuff I say about celebrities, I'll say with my friends, I'll say um, personally, but I'm not going to go out and about Blatantly and act like I know these people when I really don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's
1: like with a lot of stuff. You, once you play it online, it's stuck. Yeah, it's so stuck. It's yeah,
2: it's gone. It's like you can't get, you can't erase it. You can't take it back. You know. So it's just like, man, like leave these people alone. Like you want to say stuff about these people, reserve it and work until you actually get in a room with these people. Then you can say it to their face and let's see if it's that same <laughs> energy. You know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm. I, Oh, well, unless the podcast just explodes. I think I'm in, in absolutely no risk of uh, ever crossing paths with Drake. You're, you're uh, fine. You're in fine in my entire <laughs> life, or or anyone that I talk shit about. Bro, basically. Yeah, now, bro. so uh, you're
2: you're fine. Uh, this is for for, now. And for me was in hip hop. Like you see it, you know, like you see it a lot in hip hop. Yeah, but then it it I'll just do like.
0: that classic excuse, like, "Oh, I was young. It's okay." <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's cool. I was I was just a baby. Yeah. You know, I was just a baby. <laughs> I know much
2: back then.
1: So I didn't know better.
0: What about you, Cost? <laughs> I actually I actually before I get onto Cost, that's something I kind of mm. wanted to touch into. Um, how do you guys that's go you about <laughs> how do you guys go about getting on your like on your Twitter? Like do you use that as your as your main marketing machine? I know Jordan's Twitter, he's always saying some Twitter wild is shit. Funny. On that, <laughs> yeah,
2: but. Twitter is funny, but as long as you know your limits, as long as you know what you shouldn't <laughs> be reposting or shouldn't be bringing, um, feeding energy to you could have a lot of fun. Um, um, the situation, (laughs) the situation that's been going on this morning, uh, Poku and uh, Alex, um, I think they're aware of what's going on, but I am, I am not speaking on it in public just because it's like, it has nothing to do with me, you know, like my business, none of my business, but (laughs) me and Poku had a phone and George had a phone conversation about it just so we understand like, Hey, what's going on. But you know. People are always going to gossip, but like where Twitter takes it too far is when people really gossip so much where they really believe it in their heads. Like, this is the truth. This is what happened. No, this is exactly what happened. You know, there's no way around it. Like this is, this is the only way it could have went down. And it's like, yo man, like it goes back. Like what happens when you're in a room with these people and you got to say that shit. Now you just look dumb. Yeah. You know? You that, really look dumb. On, um,
1: definitely sorry, always get the benefit of uh, the uh, doubt we, we 52 it. minutes into the podcast but uh just gotta let y'all know george is qdg he's also a producer with Mate to
2: facts
0: yeah yeah QDG. I, was, uh, I forgot to say cool that. Guy. I, i'm gonna go over uh after like we're done everything i'm gonna go over and say if there's anybody you guys want to shout out in the podcast just do it now oh, you know, beautiful I, oh, okay um what about you though, Carlston? What's the like, what's the mindset that you go into uh, producing? Is it just like straight up business, like Jordan said, uh, where you're just trying to get your money or whatever? Like, or is it more like a creative aspect? You know,
1: it's like I'm just trying to express myself every single day. Like personally, like I go through quite a bit, it's like within my own mind. So whenever I go to the studio, I just try to get whatever is on my mind out make the best type of music possible where people can just express themselves to them, like through the music or from listening to the music. And then like right after doing all that, I'll focus on the business side right after to make sure I'm, I'm still staying afloat and like elevating, but like also still having to focus on the music.
2: That's facts. You guys, you guys heard, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Continue.
1: Oh yeah, my bad. But, like, the thing with nowadays, like, a lot of music is just, like, I have a friend that told me a lot of music nowadays is just bubblegum music, where, like, it'll be hot for a second, and then it'll just not be hot. Yeah. Because, like, they just don't make music that'll last. Like, they just try to do what's popping, and then go on to the next. But I'm trying to stay for a long time, be a household name at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, there's there's not a lot of substance nowadays, too. That's why... Even like even me like seeing J Cole announce his album like I'm not a crazy J Cole stan but seeing that like I was like yes
0: yeah because honestly I was I had the exact same feeling like a breath of fresh air like like you know like there's been so much shit that's been released over the past year that just like I I don't I don't I don't (laughs) think I've listened to it like an album uh, a rap album in um a new rap album in like two years. Um, yeah. Probably the last one I listened to that's there, any, man. anywhere close is like the weekend was with, with, uh, that one was really good. With whatever. Weekend's beautiful. Rap
2: hours. I can't wait to meet him one day. Absolutely. I can't Like that's one of my like bucket list goals. Like I can't wait to work with that guy. That guy literally like literally from the streets of Toronto, like that dead ass, like homeless streets of Toronto to like where he is now. Um, it's, Absolutely inspiring, you know what I mean? And seeing not only that, like, where he's taking things. Like, he's the biggest pop star in the world right now. And the kid's from, you know, he's from, from Scarborough. So, definitely
0: inspiring um yeah, where he's taking things. It's really, like, I love, I love the city of Toronto because so much talent comes out of Canada and we don't have the numbers to back it up, really. Because, like, yeah, we have... Mm-hmm. We have what thirty million people compared to America's three hundred million, and yeah. if you look at the amount of Canadian artists or actors or whatever, like it, they were over overrepresented, uh, and yeah. the fact that we have the two biggest pop stars on the planet, debatably, uh, which is mm-hmm. Drake and The Weekend, both coming out of Toronto, that's just Bieber Justin too. Bieber. That's a crazy part. And, and yeah. JB, J. Well, oh, I, I think three. Justin Bieber kind of. Um, He's not as relevant as he is as he was back in the day. Uh, but, you know
1: I mean, he, he's he's still shaking ground, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's still Justin Bieber. Yeah,
0: he's yeah. I guess you're right. Um, where do you guys see yourself in like five years? Like uh, how, how how do you how do you plan? I guess where do you see yourself, and how do you plan to get to that area?
2: Poku you wanna go first On this one <laughs> Y'all go
1: ahead me For this answer
0: And don't say uh, On the street. Bad Yeah and Don't say bad <laughs> bitches In a Lambo truck either Yo
1: world. What do you mean I- <laughs> <laughs> Yo so in five years I see myself Somewhere warmer Than here With my Brand Fully established A certain car That's of the luxury brand <laughs>
2: <laughs> Acquainted with <'cause laughs> that's acqu- an individual Acquainted. tiger
0: on uh, on the front.
2: Acquainted
1: with a very beautiful partner. Oh my goodness! Prefer- <laughs> preferably of the female jet sex. Preferably five years.
2: Preferably. So they're saying there's he job. didn't. Yeah he he left that he left that window open for for someone
1: else. I. I I want to be in a better place than I am right now. And I want to make sure that all my people are blessed too. I want to make sure everyone's eating. Nobody's struggling. That's yeah. That's a key thing too. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like even for me, like, um, I'll touch on that real quick, but like, I feel like that's such an important thing. Like one of the biggest things like I really look forward to is being in a position where I could look at the people around me and be like, all right, what, what's that? You're starting a business. Let me help you kickstart it. You know, um, like no strings attached. Like, yo, let me help you. Like, let me help you get to a position where you could make money. You could like feed your family off the shit you love. You know, that's like the one thing I really look forward to doing. Like, because you know, people aren't gonna remember you for how much money you got or um, your cool songs or not. Well, they could, but like, what's more important is how people remember you as a person. Were you helping others? You know, so. Um I really want to be known as a person that kind of looked back and um reinvested in his friends, reinvested in the circle so that he wasn't he didn't get to where he is alone, he brought people with him. Um and they're all doing their own thing. In terms of where I see myself 5 years from now, I really more than anything I just want to like the goal for me is just to have an income off music, like being able to like live in a house. Um Pay for the house, drive a car. It doesn't matter what car. Honestly, like I know, like it's fun. Like I have my dream cars. Like I would love to drive a Porsche. I love to drive like a Lambo. But like if I can have a car and a house that I paid for entirely off doing music, like that's a blessing to me, and that's all I could really ask for from life. Um, however, like for me, legacy wise, I'm obviously gonna legacy wise. I'm obviously gonna try and push it more to do more, but at the bare minimum, all I really want from life at the bare minimum is to just be able to live life just off the passion, right? Um, But five years from now, I do see myself uh, in the game. I see myself as a character that um, everybody's really talking about, whether he's coming up or he's taking over the game, right? So um, it's, it's just a lot of work to do, but five years, it can be done, you know?
0: you're if you're like an artist or like me i want to be a podcaster um and that's well right now i want to be a podcaster i don't know what i'm gonna want to do in five years um (laughs) but you don't really know the people that people on twitter basically you don't know those people um Mm -hmm. you have a responsibility i think to your friends and family to uh help them and Not not so much your friends, I think. Um, If you have the money and it's readily available, obviously, I think uh, I would do the same. But uh, family especially, you have a responsibility to them to help them uh, if they're in dire need of something or even uh, not in need of something. And you just want to help them. Um, Absolutely. Because you have more of a responsibility to your friends and family, especially the ones that you grew up with, um, than the idiots on Twitter. It's facts. And
2: and it's like, um, well, at least for my situation, um, my family situation, everyone's very independent. I have like I personally have like I have cousins that I haven't seen or spoken to in over a decade, right? So it's like those people I've already considered like, yeah, we're family, but like I don't know you, you know? So it's like it's also about kind of understanding like who brings value in your life. And, um, helping those people kind of be the best version of themselves, right? It would be like getting, getting a platinum plaque is cool, but what would feel a lot better is me going to like Alex and saying, yo, like here's 20 grand just to start your company, you know, like that's, that's like, that's love, you know, that's the stuff that people, if I die, like if you die the next day, like people would like the platinum plaque is not coming with you, but like how people remember you and the legacy that you left is, really more valuable than anything right so it's like yeah it's
1: all about building that generational wealth to leave for your kids and your grandkids
0: it's facts i've been preaching that too honestly jay-z's taught (laughs) me so much (laughs) yo (laughs) 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 Yo. (laughs) guys taught me life lessons um yo speaking of jay-z though uh, yeah, we even bring up Jay Z. Jay Z is amazing, man. No, I, I was gonna bring up like him selling Kanye's masters, and I was gonna ask you guys, <laughs> I was gonna ask you guys whether you guys want to be uh want to whether you want to go like the Freddie Gibbs angle and go uh get signed by a major record. I don't even know how it works as a producer. Is Freddie
2: signed? No, he isn't. Producer, yeah. So pro- producers can um producers can uh start Poku, would you just ask?
1: Is Freddie Gibbs signed?
2: Yeah, he is now. He's signed to Warner.
0: Oh, oh really he wasn't before yeah.
2: though no he wasn't well uh, when he did bandana he was independent um and then um that's crazy yeah he went back he went to uh warner he i think it was a two million dollar deal um uh and right now he's working on a really big album that apparently i don't know if you guys seen the press for it but he's like it's like gonna be the avengers of rap like it's gonna be like <laughs> every single rap producers. producer like all the crazy rap producers are going to be on the album. It's going to be like an Avengers album. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> but like in terms of like the route, it's like um, I spoke about this kind of on direct deposit where it's like, yo, like there's a lot of heat with working with a label. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it as long as you understand the business. Um, The problem is that a lot of people do business and then they complain about the business that they willingly jumped into. So, um, everything is there for a reason, right? Um, um, although there's more incentives to be more independent, there is opportunity, um, that comes with working with a company, a partnership or a cooperation, right? It doesn't, um, right now there is flaws in the system. Like there personally, I don't think it's fair that, um, for me to work with a company, I do have to give you all my rights exclusively um, exclusively to uh, my music. Um, it should be a partnership. It should be like a license deal. But um, I see myself in a position where it's like, yo, let me do as much as I can as an independent artist. Um, and then once I get to the point where it's like, all right, I've reached a ceiling where I've done everything I can. I don't know how much farther I could push it. That's when you take that leverage you've built and go to a company, go to a label and say, all right, let's build this let's do this. Um, and push it even further. Um, for me, if I were to get signed right now, um, I would get, uh, robbed because I'm a nobody. Um, and this is not to take away because some artists can do this. Like some artists have done this and you know, that's how it is. So it all depends on, um, where your goals are too. Cause, um, you look at J Cole, J Cole came up, he got that, um, uh, he came up, you know, he was signed as a nobody, quote unquote, in this sense. He wasn't big when he got signed. He was, um, his life was about to change when he got that deal. But um, once it is just not until recently, he just got his master's, right? And that situation is complicated. So it's like, it's understanding what do you really want as an artist um, and how do you plan on getting there. So for me, it's just like, do as much as I can as an independent artist, um, Work up, work that up to work with a label. Um and go even bigger, be even further, you know
0: yeah i i oh let's go over the you, uh Poku. What do you think
1: My bad, what was the question
0: <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna <laughs> stay independent or do you wanna get signed and uh i guess i guess what's your do you do you think the same way as as jordan what where he um uh, wants to use the leverage uh once he's built up a fan base or is it Cause I, I when I was writing all these questions for you guys it was very difficult for me to um, ask questions to to Poku because I'm not aware of a lot of things that go on behind the scenes in the producer world I'm aware of kind of what the industry is for the um for rappers uh because it's all over the news all the time uh, but producing I'd, I don't know where would you see yourself, um, when okay, would you see so, yourself signing? Is basically what I want to say.
1: Okay, so personally, I don't think I'm. I'll ever sign the publishing deal. It's like giving away my like my publishing rights to a Song doesn't make sense. Long term, that's where all like all that back end money is where all the real profit comes from. So, personally, I don't think I'll ever sign any type of pub deal. Sign to a, another producer, though. Like, I've, ex- I've explored it. Like, it seems super interesting. So, like, if I ever get the opportunity and, like, the deal's right, I'll probably sign.
0: And what's the difference between signing to a producer and signing to a publicist?
1: So, sign to a publicist... Okay, so, sign to a producer, you're giving a part of your rights to a beat... Even if the other producer didn't have any part, you're giving the rights to the beat partly to that other producer while producing with them or without them. So A publishing deal... Is it kind is of, just, is it,
0: is the producer thing kind of like an apprenticeship program?
1: It's similar, but like...
0: It's more like other you see... That producer
1: that you sign to is getting all the credit at the end of the day. Yeah,
2: like you know how when you see artists sign to other artists? Mm-hmm. Like when you see like... Um, uh, Dr. Dre signed Eminem and then Eminem signed 50 cent and then 50 cent signed G unit. Um, you know, it's, is um, it's kind of like that in a sense. Um, but for producers, producers don't rap, right? So there's no, um, they're not, um, uh, their, uh, producers are kind of dividing up, uh, publishing because as a producer, you're not, um, you're considered a lot of people don't understand this, but uh, producers are considered songwriters, right? So when you go see, um, when you go click sickle mode by Travis Scott and you see there's 50 songwriters, you're like, what? Like 50 people wrote this song, but they don't understand. It's like, no, um, you got to credit the people who made the samples. Um. So if I sampled a, a Luther Vandross record, I got to credit Luther Vandross as a writer to this song. Um. You know, if you go look at Drake's, uh, Sorry, not Drake. Uh Kendrick, um uh, you guys if you, heard uh if you look
1: at views just a lot of Yeah, there's a lot
2: of that. But you know the song um uh King Kunta by Kendrick. Um if you look if you look in the songwriting credits, Michael Jackson is credited as a songwriter on that song because of that one line where he's like screaming "Annie are you okay? Annie are you okay?" just that one line and now he has to credit Michael Jackson as a songwriter, you know? So is um producers are um are considered songwriters right um not just the people who write the song so because of that um their deals more involve splitting up um their publishing and their royalties along those lines right because there are different kinds of royalties you get royalties for you get royalties for owning the master you get royalties for um the streams you get royalties for being a songwriter you get royalties for um having the publishing, right? So there's so many different ways to divvy up who gets what in a, in a song, right? So a lot of times producers find themselves um, signing away their publishing. Um, So where they pretty much give up, um, they take a big check, but in, in trade for that big check, um, they don't really own any publishing or they give up like half of it. That's usually the standard. I think it's 50, 50% they give up. Mm -hmm. Um, Goes right to the 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 label. Yeah, goes right to the
0: back end. That's, uh, that's theft. 50%. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, back to the main question though, personally, I don't think I'll ever sign unless it's someone that I'm close to that's already established as a industry producer. And like, I know they, they're looking out for me at the very end. Like, that's the only way I'll really sign to another producer. Pub deals, I'm not, I'm not touching love. So I'm good. (laughs) Uh,
0: so thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we are an hour and 11 minutes in before editing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I, I just want to ask you guys, uh, one more, or I guess two more quick questions before we go. Uh, the first of which being, uh, is there anybody you guys want to shout out? I know, uh, you guys mentioned George there. Um, is there any, anybody that you guys are working with, uh, made to eat, uh, relax, whatever, even more people that you guys just want to shout out and, uh, do a quick plug for them and, uh, direct people to their content, you know?
2: Um, yeah, let me shout out mixed by MS. That guy, um, since I started doing music professionally in 2018, he mixes and masters all my music. And I see him more. as like a coach on top of that, because he'll talk to me through records and he'll, we'll have discussions on how, just where I should be taking things. So shout that guy out first and foremost. Um, You know, if you, if you're in the GTA and you need, if your songs are whack and they need a mix and master and you got the money, you know, hit that guy up. Um, His IG, his Twitter and IG is mixed by MS, you know, um, pretty crazy dude pretty crazy dude that's, with the especially experience if it's
1: whack that's crazy yeah
2: especially if it's whack because a lot of times song is whack you know like a lot of times the track is sick but the song is whack like it just doesn't sound good this shit is distorting and making your ears bleed so you know take your take a track up to ms you know you know just, just <laughs> you this is not right. a paid advertisement mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that yeah but yeah just shout out <laughs> shout shout out ms shout out made to eat um uh, you could check out all my uh, content on made2eat.net um, M-A-D-E number 2 E-A-T dot net um, That's where I have everything and you can check out all my artists and whatnot. not. Well, not my artists but all my team and whatnot.
0: Uh What about you Carl? Okay yo so
1: I got a little list on me so
0: <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to the one,
2: bad I bitches shout-
0: <laughs> Yeah, I shout to the bad
1: bitches first. Shout out to <laughs> shout out the
0: Lambo truck yeah, yeah. Shout out!
1: I love you, baby. The, fa- the family, the mendum. Alex, thank you for having us. Absolutely, Yo, shout out pleasure, Jordan. Guys. Yeah, shout out Matey to all together. Ms. LD Banco ambi Because really, they inspire me to really get deeper into this producing stuff. It's like there's a like they're a core inspiration for me. Oh, um man. I also got a shout out. Relax, Toronto. Naman Chakras, and often, because in the past year, they have helped me make so much music and improve my style of production. as like, they're core to who I am today as a producer. Also gotta shout out Pharaoh and Shayel because they're also producing artists who also inspire me to try to just get better in my production. Because like, they're doing a lot of stuff at once, and I just want to get better. Also, gotta shout out Eli Brown, because without him,
2: the guy's a wizard.
1: He's he's magical.
2: Yeah, the guy's a I wizard. Wouldn't, I wouldn't
1: like he really changed my perspective on a lot of concepts when it comes to music. So, like, shout out him, and then shout out the where's the cookout, where's the cookup Discord chat. Just a whole lot of inspiration all around me.
0: Where's and the Up?
1: family? <laughs> yeah shout out the family too
0: and the bad bitches in the Lambo truck
1: No, they, they, don't, they don't get it. shout out shout out Lamborghini though shout out Lamborghini <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give a quick shout out to both of you for uh, for inspiring me to make to start doing podcasting in general uh, you guys have both been very big inspirations on me and I uh, I love you guys for it no, uh, no homo there but like uh, appreciate you man our love thank ready. you uh and uh yeah i guess that's it thank you for uh listening to episode two of uh, living in ignorance again you can find jordan uh or mix at mix uh on spotify apple music or wherever you get me music uh is it on title Yes, yes. Jeez. That's how you yeah, know you made Tidal. it. It's on title. Yeah,
2: we we <laughs> we get it on title, yo. I might actually switch my subscription from Apple Music to Title just because they pay artists more. So be on the lookout for that.
0: Poku, <laughs> sure, sure. you can find by uh, Carlson. What's your uh, what's your Instagram? I guess it's just at Poku.
1: Instagram pxku underscore.
0: You find him there. If you never need, uh, yes. if you ever want to, you know, follow him you know, uh, get some beats of your own. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. It's been a pleasure having you both on and uh, take it easy.